Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Mind Your Business on Money FM 89.3. Well, as the saying goes, someone's trash is someone's treasure. Well, this is the case for our guest on Mind Your Business today. And she is a firm believer in something small first when it comes to sustainable design. She has been described as one of the most successful female architects in the Philippines. And she's got a portfolio that includes global brands like Nestle and Green Pastures and she knows firsthand the challenges of integrating green solutions into existing buildings and spaces and for her the solution lies in an unexpected place the trash well what are we talking about let's welcome Lisa Morales she is the creative director of Eco Texture Design Studio to share insights and experience in transforming waste materials into Beautiful and functional spaces. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Yes, good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Singapore. Hey, great to have you on. Now, we want to get to know you a bit more first. So give us a bit of an idea behind your background, how you became interested in what's being described as sustainable architecture and design. I guess this journey started when I first, you know, when I had my firstborn child, I was practicing in New York, designing, you know, hotels at that time when I was working for a design firm many, many years ago, more than 20 years ago. And, you know, it's it kind of like parenthood changes people. And when I had my firstborn <laughs> child, I started thinking about what I was leaving behind, you know, what world we're leaving behind, the legacy and all that. And that kind of got me thinking that, you know, there has to be something that I could do um, a bit better with regards to my practice and that's you know um, when my journey to sustainability started yeah kids can really change you and uh, I think a lot of people mm. can relate to that so we talk about sustainable architecture and design what is that exactly how about you give us an idea there's this known fact in the construction and architecture world that construction in general is one of the leading culprits of pollution. You know, all the construction-related activities generate a lot of pollution. You know, concrete, you know, when you create all mm-hmm. these raw materials that are needed for construction. And, you know, sustainable design focuses on minimizing the carbon footprint that, you know, buildings leave, you know, the, the construction processes that are involved with making buildings, making homes. Um, way of trying to do it better than the conventional ways of, of doing buildings. Yeah, I'm just curious, right? As an architect, I'm sure there is a bit of um, convention. You, know? you have to build things in order to mm-hmm. run a business, right? Does that kind of, I guess, run in conflict to how traditionally architecture is being approached? Actually, yes. It's, it's a paradigm shift. So it's a way of rethinking of how you can do things better. Like, for example, you know, w- with our practice, you know, we try to practice minimalism, which is not just, you know, like an aesthetic sort of, you know, look or feel to the design, but more of questioning whether a material is really needed or not. You mm. know, like, okay, do you need, you need to put a ceiling there? Because, of course, obviously, the less materials that you use, you know, the better it is for the planet because, you know, eventually these things, when you renovate, will end up in the dump site. So if you minimize the amount of materials that go into construction, then you're minimized the amount of materials that would eventually go into landfill Then, when the cycle, the life cycle of the building is over. Yeah. So it's a way of really, you know, rethinking everything that goes into a building and a way of planning things, um, you know, minimizing the use of water, 
um, electricity, you know, your energy consumption, you know, all those things come into play. Yeah, the thing is, uh, I think a lot of this equation is not being seen or it's not visible to the end user or the person who buys the home, right? A lot of it is like the concrete walls. You don't think too much about what goes into it. So what exactly are we changing or can be changed when it comes to making things more sustainable? You're correct. You know, a lot of these things are unseen, but, um, you know, it's actually, you know, the process of thinking about how, like, for example, if you were to do a building and orient it the same, you know, a certain way, um, you know, with sustainable design, the architects and designers um, actually study wind flow and, Mm. you know, the sun path and to make sure that you're situating windows. So, you know, when you situate windows strategically, um, you're minimizing the reliance on electrical lights. So you can, you know, maximize the use of sun sunlight without punishing thermal performance because obviously you know the sun is a source of light but it's also a source of heat so there's ways to like strategically position windows so that you know it's maybe facing um east where the morning sun is maybe it's not so hot as opposed to you know positioning it a certain way where yes you get the light but it's also extremely hot during noontime so there's all these studies that go into you know designing something first you know and strategically positioning windows mm positioning the building, the roof, and, you know, all these things before you actually, you know, design it. Yeah, Lisa, you talk about that paradigm shift, right? So past buildings, which are already built, were designed in a specific way. So what are some of the more challenging aspects when it comes to redesigning and retrofitting some of these existing buildings with green solutions? How do you approach these challenges? Actually, we've done quite a bit of, you know, retrofitting and renovation. And most often than not, um, we get approached by clients to, you know, just tear the building down and, you know, just like start fresh and start from scratch. Mm. We actually question that and we study. And if there is an opportunity for us to, you know, retain what's already existing, because of course, if you already have the foundation, if you already have the walls, then you're using a lot less materials as opposed to, you know, tearing everything down and building from scratch and, you know, introducing all these new materials. So um, more often than not, we try to encourage the client to just reuse whatever they already have. And we try to make do with that. When we retrofit, again, we try to make use of whatever is already there. We see potential. We try to see the opportunities that are, you know, presented to us um, with, with a project. Yeah, I'm just thinking uh, if I'm a small business, this sounds all well and good. And it's quite obvious that these are things I need to do, but I don't have the resources I wish I had to go on this journey. What would be your advice to them to you know, get started? Well, it's starting small. There's a lot of things that you can do. Like, for example, when you do a renovation, for example, if the look that we're going for, if it's an office, it's an office retrofit or office renovation, you know, we strip it down to concrete. Sometimes if they're going for that industrial look, as opposed to putting new material in, putting new wooden floors or tiles or all that, you know, it's just like really stripping it down to whatever the basis and, uh, you know, just starting from there and, you know, just polishing that Mm. concrete that gives it, you know, that that look and feel, that industrial feel that some of them are going for, um, as opposed to putting new materials. So really going beyond what the eye can see and, you know, stripping down to the basics and, you know, really seeing what's there that can be reused. So it's really like knowing materials and, you know, just 
basically stripping it down to its core to make sure that you know we're trying to reuse it as sustainably as we could. Yeah, sounds like quite an exciting transformation that can come forth. Uh, we're chatting with Lisa Morales. She is the creative director of Eagle Texture Design Studio. And I think, Lisa, I want to get your help to help us see or at least visualize on radio what some of the favorite projects you've been working on where you've used upcycled materials. How have you been able to create some of these greener buildings? So one of the you know recent examples um, that I could share is that we did this um, sort of coffee shop, which is attached to a bookstore in a mall here in Manila. And um, one of the things that we you know we did was you know every time we start out on a project, we ask the client you know is there anything that you have you know sitting on your warehouse mm. that you're ready to throw out and that maybe we can reuse and you know like to see if there are any opportunities to make use of these materials and. Obviously, since this was a cafe that was owned by a bookstore, they had a lot of like damaged books that was just sitting around that they can't sell anymore because obviously there are some pages that are torn and basically just ready to throw them out. And they had like hundreds of these books that they were ready to throw out. So we, we took a look at it and then said, oh, you know, we could actually use that, you know, to decorate a counter, you know, for the coffee bar. And we were able to use that. And, you know, like the, the effect was, you know, really just nice because, you know, it kind of makes it the space more interesting. There's context to it and there's history to it because this is something that you know it's all about books obviously so we were able to integrate that into the design as well um, another project that I could share is you know a retail music store so um, we designed a, a store that was selling uh, musical equipment you know they sold drums they sold um, guitars you know all mm-hmm. these kind of things and what we same thing when we started out with a project we interviewed the owner and we asked like is there you know are there materials that are sitting around in your warehouse that we can reuse and it turns out that they have a lot of these like damaged speakers that they can no longer sell um, and they were just ready to throw them out so same thing we also used that for the counter um, and just painted it blue and you know the effect was really interesting and it was a conversation piece for people who would visit the retail yeah, music store yeah I can store. see the photos um, it's nice and you've got yeah, the dented symbols as well that use as light shades y- 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 yeah so we have the symbols um, that symbols that were already dented that we used as um you know, pendant lights um, for for the ceiling. So yeah, so it, you know, it becomes a conversation piece. And you know, you wouldn't think that these are things that they were would have just ended up in the landfill, but we were able to make something decorative. And, yeah, you know, I think really pleasing uh, from- goes to your point about you no know, changing your perspective and rethinking how we can use some of these materials and reimagining the applications. Now, just to wrap things up, Lisa, you are moving your business to Singapore. So I imagine you've been doing a bit of uh, homework, looking at how things are similar how things might be different. So when you look at Philippines versus Singapore, what comes to mind? What are the takeaways as you try to apply your business in Singapore? Actually, it's more of expanding our practice mm-hmm. um, to Singapore and the rest of Asia. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of similar similarities, but there are also, you know, differences. So, you know, um, obviously, you know, we share the same, more or less the same climate. I, I think Singapore is a little bit hotter, but yeah. there, there's, I think, a lot of opportunities there. But I guess, you know, um, the great thing about, you know, Singapore is that um, sustainability is something Thing that you guys already, you know, practice. Um, and there's a lot of materials that are locally available that, you know, I think, um, you know, is something that, you know, is to 
our advantage as designers because we could, you know, use all these different materials and technologies um, to our advantage so that, you know, um, we could make buildings more sustainable. So it's more readily available in Singapore as opposed to the Philippines where it's always challenging to obtain these different materials. Yeah, hopefully you are able to come and design where we can have a house with no aircon one day, Lisa. That's that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> all right. <we've> <laughs> Maybe chatting, someday. We've been Lisa Morales. She is the creative director of Ecotecture Design Studio. Lisa, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks so much, Ryan. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.